0: Join us in a world where you're listening to Ballistic Radio. Sit back as we discuss hard lessons from the best and brightest the personal defense and competition shooting industry has to offer. Let us help you help yourself, no matter where you are on your personal path. Ballistic Radio is brought to you by Centurion Arms, hard-use rifles and accessories at easy day prices. Visit them online at centurionarms.com.
1: Now here's your host, John Johnson. Welcome to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Centurion Arms, hard-use rifles and accessories at easy day prices. Visit them online at centurionarms.com. I'm your host, John Johnston. Remember, you can always listen to past shows at ballisticradio.com. Get the latest behind-the-scenes info, arguments, photos, videos, other things. I should think of something more interesting to say right here before I say facebook.com slash ballisticradio. Do you like that segue, Joe? So smooth. Yeah, yeah. Professional. Very. In fairness, so you and I have worked together literally the entire show. Like, so this is season eight, so we're on year number eight. And if we were to look at season number one compared to now, I'm almost better than I used to be. You're a lot better right
0: now than you were back then.
1: Yes, that's cool. That's cool. (sighs) Hey, guess what? What's that? This segment's brought to you by Centurion Arms as well. Even if you're just a cook, a lowly, lowly cook, or you call in tactical nukes from your couch every night with ease, you need to know that your life-saving equipment is going to work, and Centurion Arms knows it, too. Veteran-owned and operated, Centurion Arms is dedicated to producing firearms, parts, and accessories with an outstanding level of quality, functionality, and precision at prices you can afford. Whether you just need a new rail or barrel or something else to finish off your latest build, or maybe you want to take all the guesswork out and buy a complete rifle, Centurion Arms has got what you need and knows that when you need it, you need it to work. Visit CenturionArms.com today to check out all their awesome products. Centurion Arms. Hard use rifles and accessories at Easy Day Prices. So, joining us for the very first time, it's Alex Sansone from the Suited Shootist. Hey, Alex, how's it going, man? John,
0: I'm doing all right. I appreciate you having me on. How about yourself? You doing all I right?
1: Uh, I've, uh, don't ask me that. I might be honest. No, I'm awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm living the dream. So... And I have to say, it, it it struck me, you know. So we met in person, and you you've been to a class of mine. And I didn't really notice it at class, but as we were getting ready to do the show this morning, I went, "Damn it, his radio voice is better than mine." <laughs> so I I just wanted to to pay you that compliment, sir. I'm I'm very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say. For those that don't know. I guess, who you are and what you do, um, maybe introduce yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, as you said, you know my name is Alex Sansone. I run a blog slash YouTube slash Instagram page called The Suited Shootist. And really, I've just been kind of cataloging my experiences over the last little over a year now because I'm just a regular dude. No military background, no LE background. I'm just, you know, a regular white collar nine to fiver that happens to live an armed lifestyle. And what I realized was a lot of the content that I was finding was either coming from folks that were carrying a gun professionally or they were living and working in environments where being armed was at least not uncommon
1: a lot of the stuff that is coming out from places is catered very much towards people that one it's okay for them to be carrying a gun because it's part of the job or two uh maybe they their job does not involve carrying a gun but they they're in an environment and are able to dress in a way that makes carrying the gun very easy whereas you are pretty much you're you're wearing a, a suit and tie, I assume, or at least uh, business attire most of the time in places where guns are not thought of maybe favorably.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And so um, you know that's yeah that that would be exactly it. And I'll uh, I'll I'll stay put. I have a bad habit of pacing when yes. I'm on the phone, so that probably <laughs> aided with the uh, with the connection issue. So I'll just sit tight right here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> so I I guess. You know, and this this is sort of one of the reasons. I've been following the Suda Chuta since you you started it up, right? And, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is because it's actually been kind of interesting to watch your progression of, um, like, I'm a regular guy, and I'm trying to figure this out, and there's not a ton of other people that are doing this work. So I guess guess my first question for you would be, what's... um, (laughs) What's the most common like thing that you hear people say that sounds really good, but doesn't work inside of the, the business environment, I guess. So I guess the, if I had to
0: pick one, it would likely be just kind of the, the throwaway dismissal that, Oh, nobody notices. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, and, obviously much credit where credits due. Uh, Claude Werner that you've had on the show several times, um, has, has touched on this, uh, and his, his phrase of encouraging instructors to quote unquote, get a real job is absolutely good advice. But I can tell you from personal experience that even if somebody who's not necessarily a, a, a gun person, um, you know, in, in bunny ears, uh, if, even if they don't know what they're looking at, they can tell that something is out of place enough that it would warrant additional unnecessary scrutiny that can just make your life more complicated than it needs to be. Right.
1: Um, let me ask you this Do you think that one of the things that people are not considering, you know, so I know you're familiar with the concept of negative outcomes. And do you think that people give enough weight to being made as a negative outcome? Not in the slightest, Um, because
0: even in the instances where they are entertaining the idea of the negative outcome um, and typically the most severe negative outcome that is uh, that is considered is, you know, losing your job. The response to it is maddeningly flippant, of just "oh, well, you know, I'll just get another job, yada yada yada," with zero consideration to the to the second and third order effects of everything that goes into that. Because, um, yeah, I've seen that movie, and it's not nearly as uh, it's not as easy to come back from as people like to think.
1: Well, you know, and then you've also got the issue that there are certain professions where if you get fired for cause, you're not working in your profession anymore. Like
0: exactly. It it,
1: it, it might not be a it might not be a oh you can't do this job anymore, but it it de facto might as well be because it's a small community and <laughs> no one's hiring you now because they all talk to each other.
0: Precisely. And, you know, it, it goes back to that ugly C word that nobody likes to talk about, which is context. And if you've got, a, you know, if you've got a, a skill set that is easily transferable, obviously, that's going to be a lot less impactful than if you are in one of those tight knit professional communities or, um, you know, for example, just kind of using myself as a generic template here. If you're working in a commission sales job. Sometimes it's not a lateral move. Sometimes you've got to take a step or two back before you can even get back to where you were when you change professions or change industries. So it's not it's not as easy as oh, you know, I'll just go and, and you know, pick up a new a new job when I'm out of the store grabbing an eggs and milk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that too, and again, like <clears throat> when people start talking about negative outcomes or thinking about negative outcomes, somebody seeing your gun through a weird set of circumstances can end up with you dead. And I, I know that sounds extreme, but like, I can think of multiple Mm -hmm. different cases where, you know, a concealed carry person, uh, got made, there was a police encounter and it went weird, you know, And, and exactly. And like, Should it have gone weird? That's not really the issue. The issue is Mm -hmm. that you're creating a situation that can go weird, and if it goes weird enough, you end up dead.
0: Exactly right. And I've actually got, um, before I kind of go down this line of thinking how much time do we have before the break, because I don't want to. uh,
1: We have 40 40 seconds before the break, so I will do you a favor. Go to the break right now and then not have to interrupt you. Uh, so right now we're talking with Alex Danstone from the Suited Shooters. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Centurion Arms. Hard use rifles and accessories at easy day prices. Visit them online at centurionarms.com. This segment brought to you by Wilson Combat. Wilson Combat makers with the finest custom 1911s and scatterguns since... 1977, a legacy of quality, innovation, and service. Learn more about their firearms and accessories, as well as the EDC-X9 series of firearms, which offers discriminating shooters' 1911 match-grade accuracy, superior ergonomics, and concealability with modern service pistol capacity, as well as reliability at www.wilsoncombat.com. So we're talking with Alex Sansone from the Suited Shooters, and I... I don't know if I interrupted you, but I was going to have to. So (laughs) hopefully you held on to your thought and can uh, share it. Meow.
0: Yeah, just just barely. But, uh, you know, so what I was saying is that in regards to what you were talking about, about getting made leading to negative outcomes and not even the, the typical ones that we're talking about of some high level predator. Now, all of a sudden, seeing us as the opportunity for a free gun, but more on the, on the social side of things, there's two elements of this that are a little bit more in my wheelhouse that I like to talk about. One of them is a uh, is, is kind of a sales term that uh, the map is not the territory. And basically what that means in, in normal English is your understanding or you know your framework of a given situation is not necessarily your operating environment because it's subject to the experiences and interpretations of the other players involved as well. So if I'm out at you know Costco, for example, and I'm loading stuff into the car or reaching for something on a shelf, all of a sudden my carry gun gets exposed, I live in a world where good people carry guns and carrying guns is a reasonably normal thing. Society at large doesn't really share either of those viewpoints. I mean, for, for as much as we are trying to combat that, carrying guns is still kind of an abnormal thing. When you look at the large cross section of, uh, of society and, for the most part, since most people's portrayals are influenced by, you know, TV shows and, and and uh and movies, a lot of the people that carry guns in those scenarios are the bad dudes. And so there was this subconscious connection. So some normal average person on the street that's not part of our lifestyle, if they catch that, that's gonna set off a whole lot more alarms to them than it would if I saw it. And so that can then lead to a low-level interpersonal conflict that didn't need to happen, which can very easily end up on YouTube. And now all of a sudden I'm a lot more famous than I ever wanted to be for the wrong reasons, or it can escalate all the way to the point of, you know, a standoff at gunpoint with the police because they just got a call that there's some lunatic at Costco waving a gun around. And, you know, like you said, we've seen that go a couple ways as well. So, you know, it, it, there's there's a lot of moving pieces to this, and one of the things that a lot of people seem to have a hard time with is the fact that – and I had done a video on this previously – you're only the good guy in your mind because you know who you are. You know your, motiv- your motivations, your moral character, and all that. To anybody else out there, you are a complete stranger, and you're not getting that benefit of the doubt, um, and that is – at least from my somewhat educated layman's opinion, also a reason why people wind up getting jammed up with law enforcement more than they need to because as a good, upstanding person of moral character, if you're being accused of something that is so outside of your personal identity, you're going to feel compelled to try and combat that as soon as possible. But that's not necessarily the time to do it either.
1: Well… And the other thing too that I hear it to just sort of expand on what you were saying, for a lot of people, if they see somebody with a gun, they assume bad guy, right? Uh just based health. I mean if you yeah. If you don't
0: look like a cop, absolutely.
1: Well, and that's where I was going with that. Now, the the other option is if you look like a cop, well then you're a cop carrying a gun. But frankly, with the state of affairs right now that's not really doing you any favors either yeah
0: not not necessarily the flag that you want to sail under
1: at this point no and and i'm not I'm not commenting on whether it should be or should not be because that would be a derailment of the conversation at hand but there's when you're looking at like competing probabilities of how that's going to go for you the it going well. <laughs> competing probability is not doing nearly as good as the it going poorly competing exactly. probability. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I don't understand, I guess why people are willing to put themselves in that position to begin with.
0: Well, you know? you've, you've also given it a whole lot more thought than most, because if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're the one who was saying that people like to think way more about how the situation can go right than how it can go wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of, you know, something I talk about in class is before you ever think about something good that you can do with a gun, you need to think about all of the bad things you can do with a gun. And I, and I don't mean that, like, from a, a a moral standpoint of, like, evilness. I'm saying as far as <clears> before you ever consider the positive outcomes that can come from having a gun... You need to consider the negative outcomes that can come from having a gun, because those are the things that we need to actively work out to mitigate. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that piece of the puzzle is so multifaceted, because when they talk about negative outcomes, the ones that immediately come to mind are either shooting somebody unintentionally or your actions ending you up in prison anyways, or the stuff that immediately comes to mind. But I mean, you got to fathom that the presence of that firearm, just the mere presence of it, has the ability to irrevocably change your life, not necessarily for the better. And the irony being is that this is a tool that we all carry to protect our current well-being, livelihood, and way of life. But the fact that it's purely part of the equation also has the ability to take that all away in the blink of an eye.
1: And it's interesting even that, if
0: the trigger never gets pulled.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'll give you a personal example. So um, I was having lunch on Wednesday. So, like, not even been a week. I was having lunch on Wednesday with someone that. I had driven to have a medical procedure done, like a an outpatient, but like they were put under general anesthesia. Um, procedure went fine. Afterwards, you know, they get out of the recovery; they're really hungry, and and want to mm-hmm. go sit down and and have lunch because because I'm like, okay, we sit on the patio. Uh, we're sitting outside. Somebody comes outside of the restaurant to smoke a cigarette, which is fine. Like I I'm. I'm fine with that. That's that's their personal sure. choice. Whatever. Uh, they sat down relatively close to us. Happened to be upwind. We were downwind, so their cigarette smoke is blowing our direction. I can see that the person I'm with is starting to get nauseous from from the smoke. Now, for me, and, and to give you the to give the people listening the level of thought that I'm putting into this is. I'm going, okay. I would like to ask this person to move, not because I'm mad at them, but just because that's what I would like the outcome to be. Mm -hmm. Do I even want to say anything to them because of the potential negative outcomes involved with me even talking to a stranger while I have a gun on my person? You know, so I'm doing that math and then I make the decision that I want to speak with them. Then I've got like this entire decision tree of how do I want to speak with them in the least confrontational, con, confrontational manner possible so that this encounter doesn't go poorly. And, you know, that might seem really involved to the people listening, like, well, just ask them to move. It's not that big of a deal. And you're, Yay, you're yeah, you're probably right. 99.99% of times, it's not that big of a deal. But the the potential bad stuff that can happen in that point zero one percent is what I am concerned about. And that's yeah, you don't
0: know what kind of day they're having.
1: I don't know all sorts of things, but I do know there's at least one gun present. And I do know mm-hmm. that, you know, again, the the potential for negative outcomes no matter how unlikely exists and it's it's something that i want to avoid so how do i avoid that and and i bring that up only because i truly believe that's the level of thought that needs to be going into any interaction that we have that could be even remotely adversarial you know and i don't Absolutely. i don't know that people consider that enough they don't.
0: And it goes back to that because they're the good guy in their mind. And so that means that those situations are just kind of expected to break their way because they're a good, kind, you know, productive member of society. And so they can't fathom that something as seemingly benign as a request like that could result in somebody taking offense because it's not part of their cultural language.
1: Right. Right. Um, we got to go to break and then maybe we can discuss that a little bit more. Or maybe we can get into some of the technical aspects of how modes of dress affect carry methods. But um, we'll do that after the break. Like I said, right now we're talking with Alex Samson. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Centurion Arms. Hard use rifles and accessories at easy day prices. Visit them online at centurionarms.com. This segment brought to you by BigTexOutdoors.com. BigTexOutdoors.com is the best place for you to find all of your everyday carry needs at the absolute best prices. Maybe you need all the lumens from Modlite at the lowest price. No problem. Spend too much time alone in your room and now you need an RMR or other optic on your carry gun. Well, BigTexOutdoors.com has those, and they don't judge. Block accessories? Yes, fast, cheap shipping, 100% hassle-free returns, all that and more. And best of all, BigTexOutdoors.com has Ike. He's a good man and thorough. I like Ike, everybody likes Ike, and you'll like Ike too. Visit BigTexOutdoors.com today and find out what happens when every customer is a friend, not just an order. So we're talking with Alex Sansone from The Suited Shootist, and... Sort of getting into the weeds on, I guess, how people would frame their perception of how they move through the world. Would you say that's kind of what we're talking about? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) So I I guess, and and we'll move on to some of the technical stuff, but is there, you know – I know that you are much more willing to wade into the comments section on the Internet at this um, stage of your, I'll say career, and I know this isn't your primary career, but mm-hmm. inside of this world. Um, and I used to do that quite a bit, not not nearly as uh, well as I wish I had, looking back on it in retrospect, but mm-hmm. is theres there is – there, like, any sort of, like, common themes that you encounter that you just wish you could move people away from?
0: Well, you know, it's one of those that, you know, interestingly enough, it's it's going to be a shared experience insofar as it's the same reaction that you got when you and Chris put together the, uh, the full auto for home defense video and people were busting your chops about the uh, – you know about the the home defense MP5. Yeah, is people cannot fathom any reality but their own.
1: Well, and you know what was the funniest thing about the fact that video? Yeah, um, it, it was
0: taken more seriously than it was intended.
1: Well, there's that, uh, and you know all of the issues that people were bringing up i thought we very clearly said hey these are issues and we 100% agree with them and it was it was simply a you know hypothetical is there is there any advantage to this at all you know in mm-hmm. in 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 this realm right it wasn't wasn't advocating for it wasn't saying anybody should do it wasn't wasn't saying anything. And even people I'm friends with, like good friends with, like I could see their hackles sort of raising at <laughs> at the suggestion, which I'm not going to lie, was by design because, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. the goal of those videos is to get people to watch those videos. But even right. I was surprised, if, if that makes sense. And it takes a lot to yeah. surprise me at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so – i I, I kind of interrupted you there, and I apologize, but no, no, no. you you were saying that people just can't fathom any reality other than their own
0: and that that's that's exactly it is you know they've they've got their blinders on, and depending on how they think is a person that gives them a certain either wide or narrow field of view, but anything beyond that just doesn't exist, and they they can't they can't envision a set of circumstances under which. It would make sense, um, you know, and it kind of segues into, I think, what you want to get to talk about, because I had done a series about what I called, you know, sartorial advice for the, you know, for the armed individual or the armed gentleman. And one of the things that I touched on were what I tend to see as kind of the Throwaway considerations when it comes to recommended carry styles, and two of the big ones were shoulder holsters and ankle holsters. I personally have not really found circumstances where those are really advantageous. And then I think last week or so, uh, Daryl Bulky put out a you know a fairly extensive Facebook post on on his uh, his business page, the the DB Shooting Adventures, addressing those two exact methods and you know all I did was read it and digest it because again while they're not necessarily applicable to me I'm not saying that they don't work you know they're just not my particular flavor
1: right and and for those that don't know because sartorial in this day and age is actually a a $50 word it's not a $5 word it's not a $20 word that would be relating (laughs) to tailoring clothes or style of dress um according to dictionary.com. And I, I just wanted to make sure that um, the the folks knew that. Like, what, what the hell did he say? Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, and this actually, if we zoom back, like the inability to recognize that other people's reality is not our reality has far reaching implications, you know, in online conversations when we're talking about this, but also in, whether or not you're getting selected or deselected for violence. You know, just just this assumption that, you know, we project our experiences, values, and worldview onto other people and expect them to have the same, you know, my color green is the same as your color green, and it doesn't always work that way. Exactly. So as far as for people that are carrying in professional attire – what, what are some considerations there, I guess?
0: I mean, really the first consideration that needs to come into play is going to be your overall risk profile. And, and when you're structuring that, you need to factor in all elements of risk, both in terms of risk of you know, being the subject of criminal violence as well as the social and professional risks Of getting made because you know we all like to we all like to kind of of parrot that adage of it's not the odds it's the stakes and admittedly losing one's life is a much higher stakes game than losing one's job but depending on the actual outcome the results can sometimes be relatively similar i mean sure you're still breathing but if you are now destitute and unemployable you know, you're not exactly the best situation there either. Right. So it's ba- it's balancing the odds versus stakes of those two, and that's really going to structure the template of the tool set that you can then start looking at accommodating into your wardrobe. Um, one of the other things that drives me absolutely insane is uh, – I, I, you know, casually, I I say that the the concept of dressing around the gun needs to die, um, at best, it's an incomplete thought, because at that point, it's making the firearm the focal point of that equation, and realistically, it needs to be a uh, a, a more balanced equation in terms of making sure that you have a capable tool set, but that also... Fits into your lifestyle, uh, you know, because again, everybody's realities are different. Um, this is is something that I've talked about a few times, but especially given the fact that my job routinely takes me into schools and government buildings during the workday. At least there's not a good chunk of time where I'm physically capable of carrying a firearm uh, without. Being in violation of the law. So at that point, I have other tool sets that that I can explore, um, as well as even outside of the workday. One of the things that I'm kind of recreationally fond of are cocktails. And again, not necessarily the best idea to be carrying a gun when you're out drinking. There are those people that choose to live an alcohol free lifestyle, and that's cool, that's their business. But for me, it's something that, uh, you know, that I like going out and having a couple of drinks with my wife or with some friends. And so the things that I always have are going to be my, my pepper spray. And thankfully, I'm in a state where uh, saps are legal to carry. So those are kind of some of the alternative force ideas that can come into that equation. And then, you know, with the firearm, At this point, I'm no longer a a suit and tie job every single day. But back when I was, that's when I started exploring some bonafide pocket gun options. A lot of the a lot of the ones that seem to be suggested, uh, you know, in terms of like the the Sig P365, J frames, uh, Glock 43s, etc., will work in a pocket that is appropriately deep and in a pair of trousers that is of a particularly heavy weight material. But if you're wearing a properly tailored suit in a light enough material that you can tolerate wearing it in a Texas, you know, in Texas heat, then, um, that starts limiting your options a little bit without looking like you've got a growth on your legs. Right. So, and you know, it's, it's, it's everything in between. Um, so I, I could probably just riff on this for the next 20 minutes, So, uh, I, but I don't want to well, completely derail everything.
1: No, I, I actually do kind of want to talk about it a little bit, um, but we mm-hmm. do have to go to break because time flies when you're having fun. Uh, right now we're talking with Alex Sandstone from the Suited Shootist. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio brought to you by Centurion Arms, hard use rifles and accessories at... Easy day prices. Visit them online at CenturionArms.com. So we're talking with Alex Sansone from the Suited Shootist, um, and I'm so incredibly thankful that I have not tripped over that yet because, like,
0: I was about to say, like major major props on that one.
1: You know, I I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it, but but this is as far as. Um, you know, it's, I'll give everyone a peek behind the curtain. I sort of rate my own performance after pretty much every recording episode or r- recording session. And especially now that I have to listen to all of the episodes to get them posted, which is not always how it's been. I don't particularly like listening to myself, um, but it, it's good because I can sort of take notes and be like, ah, you're doing that thing again. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. But the last recording session we did was, like, two out of five stars as far as, far as like, my end of things went. And, and this one so far I'd maybe give myself, like, three, three out of five, which is, for me, a good a good session. But, you know, so you were sort of discussing, like, carry methods and, like, gun selection <laughs> stuff like that. And do you think that it's fair to say... That if you are selecting the carry a firearm in certain modes of dress, there might be compromises you have to make, and you won't have your Roland Special with extended reload and fighting knife, and you know all of those things. Like there, there might be some areas that you've got to make choices about like what's important to have and what's not or absolutely okay yeah i mean it's if i if i have my druthers
0: i can typically make my glock 19 work most of the time as long as i've got the holster set up the proper way um i i will say that There's a good chunk of the holster making market that while well-intentioned in their concept of of tuckable holsters um, don't seem to realize that pull the dot loops on the belt line are still a signal that somebody's carrying a gun. Uh, Thankfully, there are attachment methods out there these days that um, really reduce the, the visible signature to almost nothing. Uh, so like I've got discrete carry concepts clips on literally all of my holsters at this point. Right. So if you're, if you're looking for something that mirrors a traditional carry method as much as possible, that's really going to be your, your best bet. Um, the other two that I've found really to be most effective based on my circumstances are going to be either. A small gun, like a like a Ruger LCP style pistol, in a hip pocket, um, specifically in a pocket holster that's bolted to a Raven pocket shield, because that helps to break the silhouette up a little bit more. And while it's obvious that there is something in the pocket, it's not so bulky or so angular that it looks out of place.
1: It's it's um, it's not a ninety degree L shaped object.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And then if I'm going somewhere that is going to be a much more social engagement, uh, especially if it's going to be a larger group of people, then I might go something that is deep concealment like smart carry, thunderwear, that kind of circumstance, because realistically, that's one of those situations where I'm kind of playing the odds. Like, okay, there is literally a 0.01% chance that a gun is going to be required at all. So I could probably get away with leaving it at home, but I still want one. Right. Um, but, you know, that's one of those where you ain't getting the sub-second Instagram draws with that thing. Right. But given the circumstances, there is enough standoff that if there is a problem that comes up, you're going to have a little bit more advanced notification than the, sort of, uh, you know, proverbial 2 a.m. Walmart parking lot.
1: Right. Surprise! Exactly. (laughs) So, you know. I I guess that... So one of the other considerations, too, and this is, you know, kind of... This is going to sound weird, but going back to the the dress-around-the-gun argument, a lot of the people that say that we're really crappy clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and not not that I am a fashion icon because I am not. Uh but yeah. I at least know but that you I'm dressing poorly. Yeah, I'm dressing yeah. poorly, you know. Like like right well, now uh, right now I'm in like three-quarter length tights, gym shorts and a, a Dungeons and Dragons t-shirt, you know. So <laughs> I'm not throwing any stones, but <laughs> You you know what I mean? Right. But again,
0: you know, in the same token, when you went out to, uh, to, I guess, present with David Yamane, you had posted some photos of you suited up and you looked like you knew what you were doing. Not like you were on your way to a parole hearing. (laughs) Uh,
1: only, only with the help and advice of people that are more fashionable than me. Right. Hey,
0: you know what? It counts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the and the funny thing about that too, and I I want to be very careful in how I say this, but the you know yes, I did not I did not feel particularly unprepared in that situation, you know for mm-hmm. for whatever I might or might not possibly encounter, and I'll leave it at that, you know yeah. So, but, again, stuff like that kind of takes a little bit more thought than cargo pants, T-shirt that's one size too big, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know.
0: From a tactical company. Don't forget that part.
1: Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> and, and that's kind of the other thing, too, is that, again, you know, we can't. I can't say, and and I want to be fair, like most of the time, it's not a problem. Like, you know, so the people that say it's not a big deal, like, yeah, most of the time you're right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, again, going back to the concept that is the same concept that drives like how much thought and effort I put into asking someone to move if they're smoking one table away from me, you know, on an outdoor patio like i put that same level of thought into everything surrounding this because of like if you're you know presumably if you're living an armed lifestyle you you are already concerned about low percentage um uh, high high impact events right yeah that's the whole reason you're carrying a gun and I don't know. Can do you think that you can be intellectually honest and like be concerned about one low percentage, high impact event, and then completely discount a whole set of other low percentage, high impact events?
0: Well, I mean, if the internet is any indicator, then yes. But um, you know, I'm personally not a fan of that right. whole thought process. Right. You know, it, and it's 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 one of those where yeah. I mean, pretty much any interaction. The the question has to be there at some point of is this worth a gunfight?
1: Huh. Yeah. Right.
0: Well you know, and it something something as something as trivial as the most insignificant social flight, if handled improperly, can wind up elevating to a life changing event that you know, the worst case scenario ends you up in the hospital prison or the news. And that's like, I've got the, the Sandstone directive. Number one, stay out of jail, stay out of the hospital, stay off the news.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's good life advice. Uh, all around. Um, we're coming up to We're not quite at the end of the show, but we're coming up mm-hmm. towards the end of the show. What, what's the last like, sort of thought you would like to discuss, I guess, before we get going.
0: Something that I've found um, and I had been guilty of as well for the longest time is is that the, the physical skills of this lifestyle are the ones that we all like to practice. You mm-hmm. know, because because there there are there are measurable, tangible results that we can point to when our splits get lower and our accuracy gets tighter, and our personal records get higher on the lifts, and you know, we start you know, tapping people on the max. That's something that you can physically point to as a measure of your progress. On the social side of things, those don't really exist, because at that point, what you're trying to do is prove a negative. It's like, cool, I walked through my door safe and sound. Now, the question is, is is that because of your own active efforts or were you just not the slowest gazelle that day? And especially when it comes to the interpersonal stuff, um, a lot of people seem to at least have a desire to let their ego drive that or let some, some concept of moral high ground uh, drive those interactions where they're far more concerned with establishing and showing how right they are than actually prevailing in the situation. Um, it's something that you and Sarah kind of touched on on, on the last episode on, on the online uh, debates where people are far more interested in just dunking on somebody than coming across as a reasonable person who's not a you know, rabid, foaming at the mouth lunatic. Yeah, um, And there's, there's plenty of, of examples, whether it's uh, you know, stuff like on, on active self-protection is a great example of that, where you see circumstances that potentially could have turned into nothing. But because somebody felt compelled to either be the arbiter of social rules or extract an apology from somebody because they felt wronged, now all of a sudden has turned into the most significant events that they're experiencing in their lifetime. Yeah. So, you know, is it really worth it? Because I'll tell you something. Um, I have been in that situation where socially, I basically actively chose to be the punk. You know, I, I backed down from the conversation and my wife was in the car watching the whole thing unfold. She didn't leave me. Nobody foreclosed on the house. Nobody, you know, showed up and took the dogs away. So I won that. Right. You know, my life was not impacted because I decided to, quote, unquote, let the other guy win.
1: Well, and and that's the thing. Um, In my own, you know, in my own life, like, the best thing that I have ever done for myself, uh, ever, like, and I've done some okay things for myself, but the best thing that I've ever done for myself was when I decided that, you know what, I don't really need to be right anymore. You, you know, and yep. I know I know that sounds simple, but just far-reaching impact. Like, I don't need to be right, you know? It, yeah. It doesn't... And that is a hard shift. That is a hard shift for people to make. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been it, easy. Yeah. Um, but it, No, but, I mean... But it has been good, and and that's, you know, the, it's always kind of funny um, because, if, you know, if you drive a car, you encounter people that are mad at how you're driving at some point, mm-hmm. like like mad, and yeah, uh, sometimes really mad, and I'm always in my head going, you know like i'm I'm not looking for a violent encounter i I work really hard to avoid them whenever possible, but I'm kind of thinking like man, if you and when I say you the the person that is like expressing their displeasure and is possibly mm-hmm. like get working themselves up to starting something, I'm like, man, you really don't know what you're running into here if that happens uh i wish I wish I could tell you so that maybe you calm down a little bit. Uh, but but you know, it works both ways. You never know who you're running into, and you could be the mm-hmm. baddest dude on the planet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the Phantom Menace now. There's always a bigger fish, right? Yep. And and I I kind of feel lame for 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 using that one, but you know, it, it's it's apropos. Um, we're mm-hmm. we're at the end of the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on. If people want to find out more about you, read more of your stuff, uh, where can they do that at? So
0: Instagram, Facebook, WordPress, YouTube, the Suited Shootist across the board on all of them. Uh, On the Grams, it's the underscore suited underscore shootist. But other than that, pretty much I'm the only one out there with that handle. So uh, search it you know, find me, Uh, I'm certainly more than happy to kind of help people navigate this process. And kind of the last thing that I would leave people with is there is a difference between dressing up and dressing well, because putting a suit on is kind of the easy way to go about it. But, you know, anything from jeans and a t-shirt to a tuxedo, if it is thoughtfully put together, that is that is kind of one of the focal points of what I'm talking about. It's not just the suit and tie. It's just a little bit more intentional thought when it comes to how we present ourselves.
1: Awesome, dude. Hey, I, I really appreciate you taking time to come on to the show. Um,
0: I appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, not at all, dude. I, I've told you before, I think you're doing great stuff, and I want to support it however I can. Um, so I hope you Thank enjoy- you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, all right? Sounds good. All right, be safe. So make sure you check out our website, ballisticradio.com. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com pledge ballisticradio. And, hey, keep leaving those five-star review on iTunes if you think we've earned it. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening, everyone. And, as always, be safe and see you next week.